Okay, you could start whenever. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. We're an ex-Christian couple learning how to live on the other side of religion. We live in New York City and there's a lot of sirens here. And when we record our podcast, you can hear them. And it's, and it's really so annoying. frustrating. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. We're an ex-Christian couple learning how to live on the other side of religion. On this podcast, we'll talk about our journey, reasons we left the church, things we're going through now, and ways we've grown since. So sorry that we missed you guys last week. We were with our best friends who were getting married, and Joe actually officiated their wedding. It was very official. I'm not Christian anymore, but I am officially a minister of the Universal Life Church, and I can perform your wedding ceremony. Yeah, so if you would (laughs) like to get married again as secular people, or if you would just like to get married... Call Joe. He can officiate (laughs) for you. (laughs) Okay, so this week, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about feelings and faith and trusting your intuition. Mm -hmm. And I wrote up a really good tagline for this episode, and it goes something like this. It's not about feelings. It's the word of God. Carpe diem. Hippies. Say la vie. Are we just chasing after feelings? Coming up next on the Born Again Again podcast. Yes, very good. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) So this one is sparked um, by kind of a mean comment. It was just some like backlash we got. So (laughs) some backstory. This week I put on Facebook. I like came out as non-Christian on Facebook. Uh, And this was sort of the last like corner of the internet where anybody I knew um, would be... uh, it was the last place that I hadn't shared my new beliefs. Yeah, so my parents knew like on Instagram, I put that out there. So all my uh, new friends knew, um, but all of my old friends from my like old life as a Christian were all on Facebook. Uh, so yeah, this week finally came out in like the last place that I know of. And yeah, we had some positive reaction. Um, also some kind of negative reactions. Yeah. Well, and- Facebook is like a significant place to come out on. Like I would go, I would tell anybody I'm not Christian, but I originally didn't want to ever say it on Facebook yeah. because Facebook is the breeding ground of terrible Facebook comment debates yeah. and the people from your hometowns, uh, that like never left and post racist articles. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just, it's just really, it's hard to have a positive, uh, conversation on there. I see a lot of fights. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's also another reason why I didn't come out on there until now. Um, but yeah, came out now. Now it's all good. But yeah, there was some kind of negative reaction to that that spurred a conversation about kind of the role of feelings versus a role of faith in Christianity. And mm-hmm. then now that we're not in it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, a lot of Christians asked us, so are you just chasing, are you following feelings now? You know, it's based on faith, you know? Like, Especially right when we started to leave the church. That yes. was like all of our c- closest Christian friends and mentors and whatever. That was kind of like you can't the trust theme feelings. of their concerns. Yeah. Don't trust feelings. Because we were saying like, well, I don't know. At the time, we were saying, I don't know if I'm actually hearing God or if if it's just my own intuition. Or we were saying like, well, why doesn't God ever heal anyone mm-hmm. when we pray for them? Or, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and so their response you know, was... It's based on faith, yeah, not feelings. It's based on faith. Just trust in the word of God. It's not about experience. Yeah. And I want to read a little a little paragraph from uh, the book Leaving the Fold by Dr. Marlene Winnell because it fits in perfectly right here. 
Um, and I love reading out loud. And mm-hmm. you can come over to our house and I will read you a book because <laughs> I love reading out loud. But it's only this book that we'll read to you. Yes. So <laughs> and take Harry, it or leave And it. Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. So this is from the chapter called Reclaiming Feelings. It says, The attitude of religion toward feelings is usually one of great caution. If humans are basically evil, then their feelings are evil and thus not encouraged. At best, they are an inaccurate guide. At worst, they can lead to sin. Fundamentalists are taught to distrust the evidence of their senses and to be aware, to beware of believing emotions. If one believes instead that humans are basically good and have inner resources that can be trusted, then feelings are perceived very differently. Okay, so like we were saying, as a Christian, we believed that emotions um, could lead to sin and that yeah. there should be caution around right, them. For you know, sure. like someone's trusting their feelings, like watch out. That's I, a good way to put it. Yeah, and I, I said this, I think, in another podcast, but... I grew up to believe that feelings and emotions and following your heart and trusting your intuition was wishy-washy, like garbage. Because every time I'd watch a Disney movie, my mom would, if they ever said, oh, trust your heart or <laughs> wish upon a star, would say, oh, that's, that's, that's wrong. Just, yeah, woo-woo. I don't, yeah, yeah woo-woo. Uh-huh. Um, and so I believed that. And um, I think that I don't know. I think, I guess we're going to just talk about how that's changed and how yeah. we realize that emo- emotions and feelings are really important. Right. Well, and that, that passage you just read out of the book hits it spot on, at least with my experience or our experience, mm-hmm. um, was that it was okay to have, emo- as a Christian, it was okay to have emotions, but it was not okay to let those emotions like make you question anything, you know? Yeah. Like I I could have emotions, joyful emotions. Those were okay. And gratefulness, that was okay too. And joy uh, and happiness and all that stuff was good. You said joy twice. Well, that was like, it's doubly good. Okay. (laughs) But generosity, you know, that's fine. But if I felt anger, that wasn't okay. That was sinful because love is slow to anger. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or if I felt jealousy, that wasn't good because God tells us not to covet. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I, whatever, if I had passion towards you uh, when we were dating, that was sinful too because that was lustful. So mm-hmm. like it was this weird thing where you trust some feelings, but you try to completely squash other ones. Mm-hmm. And what kind of feelings do did we trust, you know, when we were a Christian? I, I don't know. Good feelings, I guess. I, I'm th- I was trying to think about that because... Like when we were, especially when we were involved in the charismatic church, we did trust some feelings we had and kind of attributed those things to God. Well, I think even when we weren't in a charismatic church, when we were part of Campus Crusade for Christ or when we were part, even in my parents' church, Mm -hmm. uh, we trusted a feeling when we prayed that... God had talked to yeah, us, that's had true. spoken to us. Yeah, that's a good You know, point. there's, there's no other way. He didn't fit, he didn't like come out and verbally talk to me. So the only way that I can prove that he said something is because I felt, I think he did. I right. felt it, you yeah. know, and that's a feeling. I mean, it's an intuition. It's a gut feeling. It's whatever you want to call it. Like you pray and then you kind of feel as though you heard from God. Right. So what's that? Yeah. Is that a feeling? Right. Do you think? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it is. Yeah, so do I. I, th- I bet there is some Christians who would hear that and they would say like, well, that's not what I believe because first of all, they don't believe that God does anything today. And they don't believe all, God say, speaks to them? I don't know. I, I think that there's some like really fundamentalist people that I know and talk to a lot um, that don't think that 
they should ever trust those kind of feelings or that the only thing they can trust mm. is the Bible, the word of God. How do you know if you're supposed to marry someone or if you're supposed to go to a school or, or if you're supposed to like move to a different city? Well, so the, the school one, I feel like they could argue, well, that's totally rational. I like made a pros and cons list, but the marriage one, that, that is a valid question that you had, because I think that even Christians who say you can't trust your feelings at all and that you can only trust the Bible, they trust their feelings when it comes to love. I, I guess I don't know anybody who's like married completely based on, reason and logic i don't know how you form a relationship that way yeah right um yeah i i think it's like i i mean just speaking from my experience and i think like other christians and i've talked to a lot of different people different denominations and there is always a sense that when you pray you feel that god is speaking to you or if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, even if you're not charismatic, you can use the Holy, you know, you, yeah. you talk to the Holy Spirit, you pray to the Holy Spirit and he guides you, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, yeah. um, gives you intuition. I right. think it's taught, I think it's taught that the Holy Spirit and God gives you your intuition. Right. So it was taught to us that way anyways. In a way yeah. it's feeling. Yeah. Your right. intuition is a feeling. Right. What I think is so interesting about it is that now on the outside, I still have that intuition. Mm-hmm. And I and I used to think everything that I made my decisions based on, it was based on it was based on feeling that God wanted me to do it and the Bible. If it aligned with the Bible and my feelings, then it's right. Mm-hmm. You know. But now I have the same feelings and I'm not praying to God anymore. Yeah. I th- I feel as though I I know something's right. Or right. I like I know you're the one for me. Yeah. Or like I know that I need to stop doing something. It's hurting me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I know that I need to give myself some healthy food yeah. because I feel sick. You know, I feel like I'm eating too much yeah. trash. So you're I don't saying know. Like- I have an intuit. I feel as though I have intuition still. And, it, but it, but what it, what was most shocking for me when leaving Christianity was that my feelings of, or when I would pray and I would know that God wanted me to do something mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. Yeah. It feels it's, it's the exact same thing on the other side, except now it's not God. It's actually me. And yeah, I, right. I really believe now that the whole time it was just me. Right. Just speaking to myself. Yeah. That's cool. You know? That, yeah. I think you're right. I and mean, I, I think it's something that you can't really like say that you know or don't unless you've experienced both sides. Right. Yeah. For so, sure. I mean, I never would have thought that. Yeah. And I believed very strongly that you did not trust yourself. You don't trust your feelings. Right. You know, I had a lot of feelings and I really felt bad about it. Right. So in talking about this uh, over the last couple of days, we were kind of having a re- realization that when we were Christian, our f- our own like perceptions and our own experience of the world, and I guess you could call that like our feelings about what happened to us in the world, could never have shaken our faith or like like they they were held in a different compartment than our faith was. Mm hmm. And the example I was thinking of was um, we, I often went around in public places and would like pray for people I saw who were injured or who were obviously sick. Um, I don't, I don't know how many times, probably more than 10 times though. But anyways, in any of those cases, I, I had like read books about it and I had prepared and I had prayed and like fasted to God. And like, I really believed like he was telling me to go out and do those things. I was using my feelings, I guess, to discern whether or not it was God talking that's, to me but oh yeah, at the time i i thought 
it was God telling me to go downtown and there's going to be someone for you to pray for. Well, and of course, I need to just interject that it lines up with the Bible. When so, would God not I want know. you to spread his word? Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point that like, of course, anytime you have a feeling and it lines up with the Bible, they say, well, you can, that's God talking to you. It's not. It's you reading the Bible and thinking about it every <laughs> single day. And then it's always in your brain. Yeah. So of course you would hear right. that from God, what you're meditating on every day. Right. Yeah. So that's a good little side anecdote. But so back back in those times, we were praying for people, and I prayed for people, and they never, ever got better. I, you know, I heard stories and heard testimonies from people who would go to these countries, and they'd pray for healing, and they'd see people's broken legs fixed, or see their backs healed, or cancer leave their body, or whatever. Or and so I see again if they Yeah, or see again, or whatever. And so I believed that it could happen. I had, like, the utmost faith that God could do that. And I can... I, uh, I can say that that's true because you had a lot of faith that that would happen. Yeah, like, no kidding. You were so faithful in that. <laughs> right. I was really proud of you. And I, all that faith, and I thought that God specifically told me to go downtown and pray for people. And I'd go downtown and I'd pray for people and nothing would happen. Mm -hmm. So now, like in the place I'm at now, if something, a similar situation were to happen to me, that occurrence, the fact that God didn't do anything, that probably would make me question my belief in God. Mm -hmm. Right. That makes sense to me. Like, God, you think God promises that he's going to do something. He doesn't do it. So you question God. But that's not how it worked when I was a Christian. Not for me, at least. No, not not for me either. It, it not was, for anyone. Yeah. It, it was, I think it's because our we're taught that our experience and our feelings and our intuition is far, far less valid than the words that are printed in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So like my my feelings my experience of life like the data that my five senses are bringing in from like actually living on the earth couldn't touch my faith because my faith was completely based in the bible and that's really bizarre mm -hmm. it's like it really discredits part of you well you know what i just thought of is really interesting is that some of the books in the bible are based on the experiences of others and so, like, you know how yeah, we're like not trying to, <laughs> you, we're not trying to live our life based on our experience. We're living our life based on other people's experience. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. that just blows my that's mind. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, that's super weird. I mean, I know that some of it people think, well, a lot of people think all of it is inspired by God. But when you read it through, it just, like, well, who's like, who's inspiring it? Who's writing the parts where God is alone talking to himself? Right. Yeah. But, you it's know, completely based. You're right. In that it's way. based on someone's experience. Like, yeah. well, I mean, sometimes they're just telling a story, simply a story, not even like Jesus did this, but they're telling an, an experience, right. like, a, a, yeah, you know, an weird. anecdote. <laughs> you're right. Anyway, I just thought of that. Yeah. So it's, it's inconsistent. It's weird because, yeah, we, we learned to push certain feelings down and learned to trust other ones. And if you had a negative feeling, you sh those are sinful, so you shouldn't have those. And if it's positive, then that's good. That's your duty to feel positive and feel grateful because God is worthy of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just really bizarre now. And it, it's, it's bizarre thinking about how I could have believed that way, meaning thinking about how my faith could be completely disconnected from my experience in day-to-day -day life. Um, but it's, it's equally surprising now when I'm talking to other Christians, like my family or people who have asked us questions about our new beliefs and stuff. Um, it becomes so clear how, how disconnected they are from like reality. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, at the, the risk of sounding like judgmental towards them. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's maybe it's not a judgment, but it's just like, if you, I was just saying, if you pray for someone to be healed, 
nothing happens to them. I feel like you should question your belief in that scenario. It's like the same thing if you are, you're praying every day to God and you're asking him to do things for you and he doesn't do those things, then like you should question God. You shouldn't question yourself like, oh, I must not have had enough faith. Well, that's, that's what, it, well, that's thing. what happens because yeah. that's more biblical right. because God never would do anything wrong. But it is strange that if you, like, if you do some, if you ask God to do something or you are constantly praying for healing and nothing ever happens, the first thing you would do is think that it must be you. Right. I, that's I'd like I to ask Christians, you know, why don't you think it's God? And I, and I know what they, they would say, well, because God is, is good. He's all powerful. It's what he, he's all he is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But, who wrote that? Yeah. And why? I don't know. I could get into so many questions right now, but it's just strange. In, in no other area of your life do you turn away from from like what's some in kind front of, of your eyes. Feel, some yeah. kind of like, hey, something's wrong here. Some yeah. kind of feeling. Hmm. Some kind of like confusion. You know? Right. Yeah. That's a feeling. Confusion. Yeah. It's just weird as a as a Christian. You like as a committed Christian. God could have never done a single thing in my entire life to like give me some kind of tangible evidence of his existence. He wouldn't have had to do one single thing. Mm -hmm. And I still never would have doubted his existence. That's same for me. Because, yeah, because my faith wasn't based on what my five senses told me. It was based on what was printed in the book that I was given. It's just weird. It's a weird experience. And it feels really nice to be free from that now. Mm Mm-hmm. So I I think we were talking about this before, but um, what's the purpose of our feelings? You know, why did God give them to us? And I know that some would some would say that some of them are because we're inherently sinful. You know, like we have lust, we have anger. You know, um, I can't think of the other ones right now, but you know, we have like bad feelings and bad emotions because we're inherently sinful. But why did God make it so that we can be happy? And like, why is being like too happy prideful? And mm-hmm. why did God make it? so that we fall in love. Like, why do we feel like love towards other people? You know, what, what's the point of those emotions, you know, if we're not supposed to use them? I think it's a question that I really started to think about, like, you know, what's, it doesn't, something doesn't seem to add up here. Like, it just seems like what's happening is that God just wants to control us. Mm -hmm. He like allows us to be happy when it's like, when it's happy for him. him, but not when it's, but not when it's like, self-serving yeah and he allows us he allows himself and us to be angry if it's towards people who are ruining the kingdom but not if it's just random anger anything else like anger at at god himself Mm -hmm. it's just interesting i think that we are given emotions and i you know and i always wondered about that too but i i feel now and i see that emotions are so useful because what they do is they create sort of an alarm in your brain and like so let's say you're angry and now what we've learned to do is I'm angry. Okay. Well, I don't want to act on this, but why am I angry? All right. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening. I'm going to figure this problem out in a calm and rational way. Yeah. Or there's nothing I can do about this anger. I need to choose to let it go and let it go. But it informs something about my life that next time I'm going to watch out for and try not to get angry about that. And I think that emotions also can help us like survive like, I think that you feel hungry for a reason because you need to eat, you know, yeah. because you want to stay alive or you feel safe in a place because it's safe and it's, you know, preserving you. Right. I think that we like feel emotions and I think that we should, 
I think it's important to tap into them because I think that they're good like triggers for some action totally. that we can use our rational yeah. uh, or logic, you know, figure out what to do with that emotion. As opposed to in the past when we would like work to push down our emotions mm-hmm. if they weren't appealing to God. Yeah. And I want you, you should talk about that, Joe. Like t- I, Joe was really good at being like a blank slate not yeah. having too many emotions because emotions are irrational and you should kind of talk about how you were before and after. Yeah. I, when I was Christian, I was really good at pushing down my emotions. And so uh, what I'm talking about is like anger. I would push down because anger was sinful mm-hmm. according to the Bible. Or if I was jealous, I would push that down because we were instructed not to covet. Or if I felt uh, attraction towards you, I would push that down because I shouldn't be lustful or, you know, that could go on forever with all the different rules that, you know, ways that you, sh- you aren't allowed to feel as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And so my, like, I feel like that was kind of one of the biggest parts of my Christian, like, growth was learning how to better push those feelings down or so mm-hmm. I wouldn't experience them as much. Yeah. I think you at the time called it control, not put like you weren't calling. No, I would never call it that. I I called it sanctification at the time. I was becoming Mm -hmm. more sanctified, meaning I was becoming more Christ-like, meaning I didn't feel anger or jealousy or lust or rage or greed. Mm -hmm. I I like experienced more of the gifts of the spirit as opposed to whatever the Mm -hmm. gifts of the devil. (laughs) (laughs) But in effect, I was squashing all of my emotions and my own intuitions and feelings by doing that. I think something I realized was that like, I did get pretty good at pushing down a lot of those things. Mm-hmm, you did. And the, the effects of that were maybe I came across as a better, like a better Christian. Mm-hmm. I was like living according to the books more, Yes. but it made it impossible for me to really relate to you in a lot of things. Well, and it also just like subtracted some sense of life from your life. Oh yeah. Right. You know? But like when we would interact with each other, if you were upset about something, it was really hard for me to connect to you because I had been in such a practice of pushing down and pushing away any of those negative feelings that anytime you had them, I like red flags are going up in my head. Like that's sin that she's having those. Those are sinful feelings she's Mm -hmm. having. And I couldn't possibly comfort you if like deep down I felt like you were being sinful. No, that was true actually, because there's nothing wrong. I think with like having everybody gets mad at some point, but like being like as a Christian, as, as you were trying to suppress them and saying that alarm was going off in your head, you weren't able to comfort me because you had no sympathy for well, it. I had judgment against you and too. Judgment yeah. Against it. Right. It's making it you sound it, like, so terrible. It sucks but like that I felt that way towards <laughs> you though. You know, I, I feel like I know it wasn't my fault that I felt that way, but it sucks that that's the kind of husband I was one that like I couldn't separate my faith and like my desire to be righteous from my love for you. And so it tainted it. It did. And it's like so great now being able to feel whatever we want to feel, you know? Well, I, I, I don't care because I know that wasn't really you. I know. I just, it's, it's like, I need to listen to the last episode about resentment and anger. (laughs) (laughs) it, It makes me mad. It makes me mad. I feel like I, we could have had an even better relationship now if I wouldn't have felt that way and all that. And again, I know it's not my fault and I've definitely moved past it, but it's just weird thinking back about how that probably affected our relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? 
Mm-hmm. And not only and our how relationship. we didn't notice it. There was nothing. No, we didn't ever we didn't notice, notice that. it. Yeah. I mean, you maybe noticed that you probably just felt frustrated. I like couldn't ever comfort you. But I wouldn't yeah. have ever thought it was because you were suppressing your feelings. Yeah. No, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I did like sometimes feel. I mean, I noticed that you were really good at controlling your emotions, and but I felt. I felt that that was good, but I also felt like it made people very robotic. Yeah. And um, I, I was, I'm a very passionate person, and what it did is really conflicted with my own just, I don't know who I was as a person. Yeah. I've constantly felt that there was a part of me that was like, okay, I think passion is really important. I think people should be passionate about things, not just Jesus, but like everything. I think they should be passionately angry sometimes. I think they should be passionately sad. I think they should be passionately happy, passionately excited, passionately in love. And when, like, when I would talk to a Christian or I had some kind of emotion, I didn't get a comfort or like, okay, let's look at your emotion and now let's figure out what to do because of it. And why are you having this emotion? Which just seems like more of a healthy response. It would be, okay, God doesn't want you to feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's like not godly, you know? Yeah. And I can't like, I can't of course remember any of those conversations specifically, but that is what I read in the Bible. And that's what I heard from different denominations, not just one church. Yeah. And that's what I heard from family members and, I I feel like a lot of Christians can agree that like having feelings, I mean, we already talked about it. A lot of don't trust your feelings. So right. if you have these feelings, like don't like don't you dare act on them. Yeah. So you felt like your your beliefs about like how people should be passionate and stuff were kind of in cl- conflict with your faith. Yeah, and it was really hard. It was hard to figure out like how to be me. It was hard because I felt as though if I was a really good Christian, I would turn bland. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, I kind of going back to what we were saying before, not only did suppressing all of my negative feelings kind of put a big block between me and you, I feel like by suppressing my negative, quote, sinful feelings, I was also suppressing all of my other emotions. Yes, yes, you and were. You noticed that. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm learning that, like, our bodies and our minds work as a whole. And so you can't just, like eliminate anger and greed and jealousy and like extreme passion from yourself and then expect you to still be able to feel the same level of happiness and hope and joy and excitement about things. In my case, it wasn't, I feel like everything was kind of capped. Um, passion, like passion for my hobbies was capped because I didn't want it to become an idol and passion for you because of lust and whatever, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like we already kind of talked about it, but I was bland I don't know, I got to a point when we first left the church and I kind of lost the safety net of like religion and that kind of thinking and belief. Well, when you lost something to have the only thing you had passion about. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. When I lost the one thing that I was allowed to be passionate about, which was allowed. Jesus. That's yes, allowed. Then I realized I was like a blank slate, like boring nothing. I had barely I didn't have many feelings about things, I didn't have many emotions about things, I didn't have strong preferences for things because before the only preference that mattered to me was like, does this thing glorify God or not? And so it was weird. I was like a half, half person. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like, I would never say that to you at the time. No. And I, but I, I feel it wouldn't have seemed like that now. It seems like either. that's what, what, what it was yeah. like. I mean, knowing you now, knowing you then, like you were, you were bland. Yeah. You were uh, bland and bland. Uh, egg. Anne, egg. Yeah. <laughs> Her. Her. <laughs> um, it's 
it's just strange. Um, it's hard. I, I can't even like talk about it from the old perspective now because I don't remember it, but like it, there was something wrong and I didn't know what it was. And now I realize it was emotions, yeah. like feelings, passion, life. It was everything had been stripped away mm-hmm. and you no longer were there. Yeah. And I mean, it, I was that way too. It just, I think a little bit, I had a little bit less. That wasn't my biggest well thing, you know, when I came yeah. out. I feel like the one feeling that you experienced a lot was guilt. Yeah, that's true. And that's probably something that you're still kind of trying to unlearn. That's true. I did feel a lot of guilt. I was talking with a friend today and I was saying like, there's like guilt all over the Bible. And she was like, well, I don't know, maybe my pastor phrased things differently or my church was better. And, and it made me feel so hurt. Like, were we reading the same Bible? Yeah. What about the conviction of the Holy Spirit? I feel like that's something we talked about a lot, and you felt convicted a lot. A lot. Yeah. And I, I think if you can't read the Bible and not feel guilt right. in some way. Yeah. I, I don't know who you are if you if you do and you you can't. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. You're good job. You can stay Christian, <laughs> but like, um, you're missing something though, because there's a lot. I felt guilt all the time, um, and I felt guilt because of just like how perfect. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like rules and ways you should live in the New Testament. Like you read what Paul has to say. You read Acts and the perfect church in the beginning. And, um, there's just a lot of ways that I wasn't like perfect, you know? Right. Well, I mean, it's the Bible commands you to be righteous over and over again. It commands you to be righteous. Or if you don't follow God's laws, then you're not a real Christian. Or if you're not, if you're lukewarm, then you're going to get spit out of God's mouth. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the whole, like the standard is to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, that includes the way you think and the way you feel. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to feelings. Um, guilt is allowed. Mm-hmm. Because it leads you to more obedience. We can trust guilt. Mm-hmm. Because that's a conviction of the Holy Spirit. Do any of you think that's backwards? <laughs> it sounds backwards to me. Yeah. I think about, I don't know if we've already mentioned this, but like love. Why do we have love? Do you love your wife? Do you love your husband? Do you love your kids? Do you love God? It's an emotion. And I feel like there's a spectrum. It's not just always godly love. Mm-hmm. There's different kinds of love. Right. And you trusted it at some point. Yeah. You trust it to make decisions about people. Yeah. You love your kid so much you run in front of a bus to save him. Mm-hmm. It's like purely like instinctual emotional. Right. I I feel like there's there are a ton of emotions that we're supposed to suppress, but there's some that we use all the time. So, like, what's the difference? Why yeah. do we have to suppress some and why are some allowed? Yeah, I don't know. I I think, like... As Christians, we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We can feel whatever we want to feel now. That's true. I think the biggest thing, and we've already said, is to learn that we have emotions, and but learn that when you have them, they are, like, they're um, trying to tell you something and that you don't act, like, irrationally on them, but you use them to guide you. You have an emotion... And you think, why am I feeling this way? And then you figure that out. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened to us when we left the church. Yeah. Our emotion was, this is confusing. Why do all of a sudden we feel so weird about church? Yeah. This is interesting. I don't know what this feeling is for. And I know I'm not going to trust my feelings. But why would this be happening to right. me? And I think from then, it led us to read a lot of books. We talked to a lot of people and like we talked to elders, we talked to Christians, we taught, we read Christian books. Then we read the other side. We would, we read 
uh, non-Christian books. And um, through all of those things, not just based on feeling, do we decide to leave the church. Right. But the feeling started it. Yeah, you're right. The feeling was like an indicator. Hey, something's wrong. Let's like look into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so we did. Yeah. And, I and think- I, honestly, I feel like that's the same way people get into Christianity, too. Is oh, that nobody yes. like nobody. <laughs> maybe some people do, I guess. But I, it's hard for me to believe that many people would pick up the Bible and they would read it and then they set it down and think to themselves, wow, this is definitely true. I'm going to give my entire life to this. Well, this I don't is very rational. This is a rational. I'm <laughs> rationally studying this and, and go and I'm and choosing I'm this out God. of every other alternative. I think most of the time people are introduced to some kind of trauma, whether it be like something bad that happened in their life that they need comfort from or a stranger coming up to them and telling them, hey, there's an invisible God and he's going to torture you for all eternity unless you give your life to him right now. And in both of those cases, it's very feelings based. You know, it's well, your decision is driven yes. by emotion, especially when we go up to kids and we're telling them, hey, hey, let me read you this tract. Hey, it says right here, God created you. You're sinful. You're separated from him. Like, so the only way to get with God, like not go to hell, just like you said, is yeah. all, that's all emotion. based. Right. Because if you're using reason, I feel like you would not decide right there and you'd be like, wait, I want to test what you're saying. I want to read about every other religion on earth. I want to make sure that I'm choosing the absolute right one. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. That wasn't my experience when I became Christian. And I don't, I've never met anybody whose experience was like that. I'm um, sure there's been some people like that. Probably. though. I'm not going to say never. Yeah. But like I, it, a lot of times it's funny because sometimes we like to watch Christian movies um, just to desensitize ourselves, I guess. And um, <laughs> we like, hobbies. we're looking up a lot of them and a ton of them are like about a trauma. They're it's always, always about, about a trauma. It's like someone died. You like broke up with your terrible boyfriend. You like lost your dog. Like there's like your house got wrecked. Like you, mm-hmm. got, your store got robbed. You're closing on your house. Your floor closing on your yeah. house. It's always a trauma. It's because becoming a Christian is oftentimes emo- an emotional process. Right. Why would you need God Unless you were feeling low or unless you believed that you were a sinner. Right. And that's emotion. Yeah. You feel bad or you feel lost. You feel empty. Yeah. You feel empty is a big reason why people stay in church or go into church. Right. And that's an emotion. Yeah. If you're saying we shouldn't trust our emotions, then do not trust that emotion when you feel empty. Right. That is emotion. I'm sorry. I'm getting really passionate. I like that. I'm about to preach. I like it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just, I think that when there's so many rules on your life, you don't see how they're like that you are actually applying them to other areas of your life. Right. I think what's so great and what we really like about being on this other side is that we feel free. We can, we don't have to have any rules. So if we feel that we want to apply emotion to one area of our life, but feel it is irrational in another, we're allowed to do that. I'm allowed to love you. And I feel that you're my soulmate and my Mm -hmm. best friend. But like, I like don't have to trust when I'm super angry at, I don't know, some person outside, you know, I don't have to act on it. Yeah. And so like, I can use my emotion when I want and I can, I can choose when to use it and not, and when to not use it. Yeah. And you can use your own judgment to make that call Mm -hmm. as opposed to 3000 year old words written in a book. And I know we've talked about this before, but like, and I know that it's hard to understand on the, um, as a Christian, but like. We talk about how uh, we always trust my gut, like mm-hmm. mine specifically, yeah. because it's right all the time. And I feel as though I have a really good intuition. Yeah, I think you're very intuitive. Now and I would I, never have given you credit for it. Yeah. Now that we like, sometimes we're like, I feel, 
I feel like my gut is telling me to do this. And lately we've been, when I tell you it, you've been being like, okay, let's trust <laughs> let's your gut. It. Yeah. And it works out. <laughs> I know. It it's does. really crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It's like I have some kind of thing, like some kind of intuition guiding me. Yeah. And the weird, the weird <laughs> thing is that, yeah, that, that if we were Christian and doing that, we would have attributed all of that intuition to God that like God was speaking you well, or God I did. was guiding you. I did. I had that yeah. intuition before and a lot of things worked out for me then. And I thought that God was guiding God me. God was the one who was doing but it. But it's yeah. so, one of the big things, and I feel like I'm going to say this forever, like the biggest shockers of leaving faith is not praying, not going to church, not like talking to God anymore. And like, even like making a podcast against him, telling people I'm not Christian, nothing has changed in my life. Yeah. Actually, right. it's better. Like, uh-huh. I'm not like feeling like worse. I'm not like experiencing less blessings. Um, my life is just my life. I have the same amount of downs, the same amount of ups. I actually have a few more ups. Yeah. And it's easier to deal with the downs. Yes. When you're not burdened by guilt all the time. And I know that your mom would say that the devil's just tricking me to stay out of religion. The devil's tricking us to give us a good life. Then the devil's giving me some more blessings than God. (laughs) I'm sorry for the jokes, but like, it's true. You know, like, I don't want to offend anyone. Right. But like, I don't know. Yeah. I think one of the craziest things about trusting this like feeling to then like look into it and rationally decide to get out is that nothing in my life has changed for the worse. Right. You know, it's really great. It feels really great to be able to feel things fully. I actually wanted to say too, I think that this topic has been one of the, one of the biggest ways in which my life was enriched after leaving Christianity Oh yeah, was like learning how to feel Oh yeah, and learning how to have emotions and learning how to trust my own judgment of things. Mm-hmm. Because of course, Christianity and that religion teaches you to only trust authority and tr- trust the Bible and trust your elders and trust what God's word says over your own perceptions and over your own feelings and over your own emotions. And so on the other side of it, when all that authority is taken away and you only have yourself, um, yeah, you have to learn That's to trust scary. yourself. It, it was scary. It was super scary at first, but like now after going through some of it and doing some practices and stuff to help, help me trust myself and help me to feel my feelings and emotions. Um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to have responsibility over yourself and over your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want, I wanted to share one quick like exercise that I did when mm-hmm. we were first starting, because like I said, I was super bland for a while. Didn't really know how to trust my uh, intuition and I didn't know what my feelings were telling me. Um, so I was doing this exercise for a while where anytime during the day that I noticed I was feeling something and it could be positive or negative, it could be happiness because of something that happened or anger or annoyance or whatever, no matter what it was, I would open up a note in my phone and I would just write down what I was feeling in that moment. And I would take a second, I would take a breath and I would feel how that feeling felt in my body. Um, and at that point I could do whatever I wanted with it. I could ignore it or act on it if it was prompting me to do something or whatever. That part isn't as important, I don't think, but it was just that moment of like stopping and noticing and feeling. Mm, you know what I would add to that? What's that? It's like right after you have that, tell yourself I'm not bad for having this. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Great. That, I mean, that's perfect. Because it's just a feeling. Yeah. It's just a feeling. And those feelings are not necessarily significant. Everybody has them. Everyone has them and everyone chooses to deal with them differently. And it's up to you to choose how you want to deal with your own emotions. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly micromanaging every little thought that happens in your head, you're going to go crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. But so the first step to all of that is just noticing. Mm -hmm. Notice. You have to start noticing 
when you're feeling things and how you're feeling, um, which took a little bit for me to figure that out. And um, how do you feel like it changed you? I honestly, I think it just after doing that practice for a while, mm-hmm. even after like a week, I would say I definitely noticed a difference where I was first of all noticing when I was feeling things more. So I was like opening up my phone more and writing things down more often. Whereas like the first day, maybe I only did it two times. Cause like, I just was so disconnected from that side of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, after practicing it, I would notice more. I was making more notes in my phone. And then secondly, I was able to like recognize those emotions for what they were and see how they were either telling me something about my life or like nudging me to make a decision on something or, or, you know, do something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's like I feel like more of a a whole person now. I don't know if you experienced that too. Well, I experienced it watching you yeah. that you like blossomed. Yeah. There's no other word for that. But like I watched it was ama- it was beautiful to watch you like I, and I at the time neither of us knew what the problem was. We just thought that we were depressed um because we went through a life-shattering thing, not because we didn't have God, but because like hey, like you're a Christian, serious Christian for so long. Like we now don't believe it. That's, we knew obviously that's going to cause you to yeah. have some kind of pain. Yeah, hey, that's like a what? break. You have no purpose. Now. It's like a giant breakup, yeah, you know? Right. And we knew we couldn't go back, but we had a moment of like, I mean, a moment, a year of like being like, I don't know what's even wrong with us, you know? Mm-hmm. And like to learn that it was like you suppressing your passion, your feelings, and then you become alive was like amazing yeah. and beautiful to watch. Like I remember you just like now you, and even then at the time when you were learning to, to really express yourself, you were like, Oh my gosh, look at that thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, that, or that painting. It's crazy. Or like, I like, Whoa, like I, Whoa, I didn't ever think this was so cool before. Right. Or, you know, like, <laughs> and it was so neat, like how vibrant you became. Yeah. And I mean, even I became more vibrant because I felt as though my emotions really could blossom yeah. and I wasn't suppressing them. So I could learn how to, um, use them healthy right. instead of just feeling anger or like, um, I don't know, jealousy yeah. and then hating myself yeah. and like just spiraling, you know, because that wasn't what a Christian woman should feel. Oh my God. I could learn yeah. how, you know, this, everyone has a feeling don't berate yourself. Uh, now we're going to, what you're going to do is you're going to learn how to react positively to the feelings. And when you have this like thing that made (sighs) you feel that way, there's a reason why, Oh, I'm going to look in my past and realize that this was triggered by this. And that's why I feel that Uh way. And then respond healthy to the situation. It would have been great to learn that stuff when we were like 12. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Or even five. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I was just going to say it, it was super beautiful for me to watch you to like watch your personality come out too. Because do you remember all the time before, especially while we were going through this, you would say like, oh, I feel like I have no personality. You said it too. And oh, I said it too. Yeah. We both did. But like you, you were talking about how you felt guilty a lot of times for like the ways you were feeling about yeah. things. Um, and once that guilt was lifted off, once we stepped away from God and that guilt was lifted off, you seem so much more yourself now. Like I know. you're such a more interesting person because your emotions are stronger and you feel more passionately about things and you you have like a signature to you. Well, you know? same for you. Yeah. Hey, let's just compliment each other the rest of the podcast. I love you so much. <laughs> no, no. No, but I mean it's like I don't even remember what I was saying, but it's it's funny because it's hard to like just let yourself be because as a Christian 
I think like there's a lot of like fear of how am I coming off and right. I need to be perfect. Yeah. And you know what? Like letting yourself be, you're not going to be perfect oh all the gosh, time. No. And it's okay. That's great. That's so great. And no one's there to tell you you're sinful for it. Right. And I know that some people are like, wow, it sounds like you guys experienced a terrible church that people are telling you sinful. But like, dude, when's the last time you read that in the Bible? Oh, anger is a sin and jealousy is a sin. And, you know, having being passionate about something is a sin. And Questioning that's in the Bible. So, is like, a sin. It's. Maybe your pastor said something better than ours, but like you're still reading out of the same book. We took it really, really seriously. Yeah, we did. We dude, we were hot. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to say something to it. Um, I had a conversation with my good friend the other day about this, about his experience leaving Christianity. Mm-hmm. He was saying that when he was Christian, he felt like all the time he had to be on guard, or he had to be like conscious of the the image he was portraying to the world. Um, of himself and that image had to be christ-like and it had to be glorifying to god at all times so that's basically what we've been talking about he's like putting out a certain image a certain personality almost that like fits the bible but the rest of his personality is kind of just shoved under the rug and i feel like that's kind of where we were at too Mm -hmm. and it's basically just been a matter of that like shell that we had put around ourselves coming down allowing ourselves to fully feel things, to fully express things, to like not be perfect. Like Mm -hmm. you were just saying, um, and just be like fully 100% ourselves. And would you have noticed even that that shell was on you? No, 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 absolutely not. I I didn't think there was a shell. Yeah. You're not saying as a Christian person, you were like, I need to put, like, I need to put on my Christian mask and like suppress my other part of me. You never realized that was happening. No, you're just like trying so hard not to sin all the time that your personality gets thrown into the trash and you just have like this bland half emotion. But at the time you think you're doing good right? and you feel really fulfilled. Right. And you feel like God is blessing you because you're doing that. Mm -hmm. It's not until after you leave that you realize, whoa, I was like half of a person and my personality is so much bigger and more beautiful than I thought it was. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It is awesome. I want to read one more part of this book. Um, and then we can like make a few conclusions and, wrap up but um i have this part and the section is called faith versus feeling in fundamentalism feelings often are perceived as evidence of the fallen nature of human beings the general idea seems to be that strong emotion is what links humans to animals and separates them from god the passions of rage and lust or even hunger and thirst are viewed as animalistic humans do like to eat drink and be merry and in the bible that spells doom This extends to everyday emotions such as anger, sadness, fear, and even happiness. Anger in this context indicates a rebellious spirit. To be sad means you are ungrateful and self-pitying. Fear is evidence of a lack of trust in God because perfect love casts out fear. 1 John 4.18 However, guilt was permitted since it would spur you to obedience. Positive emotions are viewed similarly. Self-confidence is considered dangerous. Likewise, religious life has traditionally demanded that the faithful renounce earthly pleasures, read positive feelings, in favor of devotion to God. Thus, the only real emotion allowed is a controlled, peaceful, a controlled, peaceful love of God, which is how we turned out. Mm -hmm. Very controlled. In secular culture, people learn to pay attention to their feelings as indicators of what is right and wrong for them. But notions such as trust your gut, doing what feels right, and following an instinct are not allowable in the fundamentalist context because they would mean looking to yourself instead of God. The notion of following the leading of the Holy Spirit is, of course, considered completely different. 
But how do you distinguish between the spirit and your own intuitive urge? I feel like that just sums up what we were saying and says it in a better way. Yeah. I just wanted to say one more time that it's perfectly normal for you to have feelings. I think if you were like us, you were suppressing them as a Christian. And it's hard now on the other side for you to express yourself or feel things. It could be, I don't know, you could be in the place that we were in a few years ago. And I just want to encourage you to explore explore your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's They're not for you to just act blindly and irrationally on, but they are to help you and they are to guide you. And I know that a lot of people maybe in your Christian community are going to tell you that this is wrong. But I, and you don't even have to take it on me. And and actually, you don't have to take it on one book, what you should believe. There's a million resources out there. And and we've really found a lot of help just reading anything and everything from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I've, and emotions are important. Yeah, People use them to, to start just about everything. They are a trigger that lets you know that you should do something. You should go forward in some way. You should stop in some way. You should avoid something. And from emotions, a lot of really positive things can happen. Yeah. And we're emotional beings. Yeah. We're not, we're not supposed to be blank slates. Yeah. We're supposed to live and be vibrant. So let those feelings flourish. Get in touch with your emotions. You'll yeah. be better off. For and it. be hippies. Say la vie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>